Recorded live at FLW headquarters in Hopkins, Minnesota. I'm your host, Joe Opager. Here's my good friend and co-host, Jody White. Hey folks, welcome to episode 12 of the FLW podcast. Joe, are you feeling a little bit better? Because you were out uh, sick today, you, or yes, you were out, out sick, sick yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. You don't sound 100% today. Uh, definitely not honest. 100%. I'm feeling much better than I was yesterday. Yesterday I was not functional, so... Things are looking up a little bit. I'm feeling better today. Uh, probably would have taken another sick day had there not been so much stuff going on. Obviously, we uh, I knew that we had to record the podcast today. There was a couple big meetings going on. Uh, fantasy Fishing is getting launched this week. Just a ton of stuff going on and getting ready to start the season. And uh, I really couldn't afford to be sick. So here I am. All right. Well, I tell you what. We're glad to have you. Um let me know if you're going to faint and just, you know, <laughs> keel over at your desk, and I'll see what I can do. You know, the show must, okay. the show must do... go on, so I'll probably just try and impersonate you yeah. for the rest of the show if that happens. But, I'll... you know, I'm, I'm glad we can still do this. I'll do my best to uh, somewhat quarantine myself here in my office and uh, try to keep uh, the sickness from spreading, I guess. Because I know the stuff's going around, and it's not any fun whatsoever to get, so... Well, I think it's because you didn't get a flu shot, which we said was risky at the time. I believe a number of people advised you to get a flu shot. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those hey. guys where I'm always like, eh, I don't need a flu shot. I don't get the flu. I don't get sick. But I'm not saying – I'm not even sure if that's, the flu is what I have. I'm, it's my sinuses back. and stuff. But, yeah, next year I most likely will be getting a flu shot. Yeah, I think flu shots are pretty clutch, uh, and I'm glad to have one. But plus side of – I could be one of those crazy guys that's like, that's how the government tracks you. They put in uh, their their toxins in your body, and uh, everybody's out to get you. It could be one of those guys. Come on. You have a cell phone. You don't need a flu (laughs) shot to be tracked. Let's be honest Yeah, they're watching me on my camera right now as we speak. Yeah. Plus side, though, you missed a horrible commute the other day. That's what I heard. I uh, heard it was we got quite a bit of snow. Honestly, I did not get out of bed yesterday. I peeked out the window, saw the snow. It was like, oh, bummer. But, you know, as I got on Twitter later in the day, I saw that it was nightmare commutes for pretty much everybody. Yeah, it was actually pretty good on the way back because they cleared it off very quickly, I mm-hmm. thought, or at least a lot quicker than the last couple of storms sure. we've had. But, I mean, my it took me like 40 minutes to get to work, and it usually takes me like... 10 minutes to get to work so Yucky. it was a bummer so but hey you know yeah, what I, I we all guess got I'm here glad i missed that that's that's a positive yeah we all got here stuff happened you're better so we can proceed uh, you ready to jump in right into a little news here yeah what's been going on what have i been missing well the first thing that i think we ought to talk about that you really didn't miss was that we had the first rayovac event of the year oh, almost yeah. Almost said ever start there, by the way. <laughs> we had the first Rayovac event of the year on Lake Okeechobee. We had 226 boats. We wow. paid down 116 wow. places, which I thought was pretty insane. Wait, how many people did we play? Did 116 we spots wow. was the, uh, I believe. That's really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was 116. Uh, Brent Chitty finished 116th place. He's from Moultrie, Georgia. He caught 17 pounds, 10 ounces over the course of two days. 
didn't quite take home his entry fee, but he took home $1,200. Okay. So. A little money in your pocket still. Exactly. Helps offset a couple of costs. And, hey, he got to go fishing on Okeechobee, so it's mm-hmm. not all bad, right? And you're in 116th place. I mean, you you got to be happy with getting anything back in 116th place. Yeah, the crazy thing is, 116th place, he almost beat half the field. I mean, he didn't quite. Mm-hmm. I don't think. He would have, I guess we would have had to have 133 boats for 116th place to be above half. 233, you mean? 233, sorry. Because we had 226. But, I mean, he still had not even a horrible tournament. It's not like he Mm -hmm. finished dead last. Uh, So I think that was, I think that was pretty cool. We got to see some really big fish, but because the weather was kind of weird, we did. down a little bit, though. Yeah, we didn't see the weights. We really expected to see or wanted to see, I think. Keith Fells won. And really, the first two days of the event, he dominated. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't look like anybody could, could catch him. I mean, it's Okeechobee. Anybody can be caught because you can go catch a 35-pound bag. But the way the lake was fishing, the way he was fishing, I didn't think anybody could catch him. And on the last day, he only caught four fish, and Jared McMillan had five. He had 19 pounds. He'd yeah, been he sitting almost there. caught him at the end there. Yeah, I think he'd been sitting in, like, third place the first two days of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was creeping up. And I was watching on FLW Live, watching the way Little in. Mac. Little and, Mac. Yeah, which I'm cool with that nickname, Yeah, that's, a, cool, that's a great that's nickname. A, I think that's a good nickname for those guys. <clears throat> Big and Little Mac. I, yeah. I like it. But, man, watching the way in. I got really excited. I really thought, because, you know, it's been a long time. I wasn't sure how much weight he had when he put him in. I was like, he he needs what high five, almost six pounds or something to take the lead to take the lead. And mm-hmm. he and Fells only weighed in four fish. I was like, man, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? I was I was really excited. He ended up, you know, he won by like two pounds. So yeah, he made it interesting. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty good margin. But I mean, it yeah, Fells had a, a lot big closer than, than, the final it, day, than I so. thought it was going to be. Yeah, Fells had a big lead going in the final day. So, I mean, for McMillan to come from behind like he did made it really exciting. Oh, yeah. Of, of course, the big news of the weekend, though, was uh, the Railvac Rumble Challenge here on the podcast. And I dominated you round one. So, well, I got to get I was going to. I wanted to talk about some other big news. <laughs> uh, I think, now that I think about it, the big news in my mind is that Keith Fells hand-lined in the fish that won him the yeah, tournament. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you, you got to interview Keith, like, just after the tournament ended. Like, what, what was he saying? What was he doing differently on those first two days where he was, you know, that he was catching all these big fish? It was really a weather thing. Um, he was flipping a jig with, I forget what the trailers were. Okay. Uh, but he was flipping a jig into in some shallow hydrilla in the holes in it, and he was letting it sit. And... I don't know if he has something secret he does, or maybe he misspoke or something, but he sounds like he may have been doing something a little unique within that flipping a jig and shallow hydrilla thing okay. that he didn't want to let go. He didn't want but, to divulge those secrets? Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, he was doing that, and on the second, on the last day, he had a bunch of wind come in and muddy his area, move his fish. So the first two days he had good weather wind-wise for fishing his area where apparently there were a lot of big fish and where he had the technique to catch them, which is kind of cool because not a lot of other guys had either both the area to catch big fish and the technique figured out or vice versa. You know, you didn't, Mm -hmm. we didn't see a lot of really big bags. We saw some, we saw some big fish, but 
You know, I yeah, think there were no monster thirty pound stringers. Though. I think Fells weighed the only two bags over twenty pounds in the whole event, and I could be, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think I am. I think I'm right, and that's really incredible for an Okeechobee tournament. The Definitely. way it fished. Definitely, I hope it improves, or I mean, I hope that the weather warms up and it gets back to normal. Because, I mean, that's what we all love going down there to see is the hundred pound four day stringers. You know. Yeah, well, in my mind, it was really the weather that threw it for the loop because we've got a, uh, you know, we've had pretty good weather. I saw a couple of tweets indicating today that there are bass spawning again because it's a full moon down there right now, mm-hmm. or it will be going into this BFL this weekend, which I predicted 27 pounds would win. I'm not feeling good about that anymore because the the weather report is looking ugly again. We're supposed to have a n- couple more nights with temperatures in the 40s and you know the fish in Florida don't like that, so that mm-hmm. could get that could be a big miss for me on the BFL. But yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about how our Rayovac teams did? Because you crushed me. Yeah, well, my my three picks, of course, Brandon McMillan, Shea Baker, and Theo Corcoran. Uh, Brandon, Big Mac, and Shea had pretty good tournaments. I think both made top twenty cuts. Brandon uh, yeah, made Brandon, top ten. Brandon finished uh, sixth overall. Okay. Um, he had a good day three, and then uh, Shea finished 15th, Theo finished 100, 122nd, okay. uh, just outside of that money line, and then my guys did horribly, which is really a bummer, because I don't often, I would not have expected any of my guys to, I mean, I, I picked them because I thought they were going to do well, but I guess that just goes to show how... How tough fishing can be, and also how tough it can be to predict, you know, who's on Definitely. fish and things like that. Because I picked Jacob Wheeler, who finished 45th. He had a great day, too. His first day was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Brian Thrift, finished 120th, just outside of the money line. Ahead of Theo, though. So, at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> he, didn't let, he didn't let the co-angler turned rookie... Uh, beat him, which I guess that's a plus. If I don't, although I doubt that Thrift was keeping track. Yeah, he's probably I don't more even con- care. He was probably out of there as soon as he pulled his boat out. He's probably more concerned about the uh, upcoming tournament <coughs> uh, on Okeechobee. That that one, uh, the, the FLW Tour. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, that one. And then Preston Clark, my boy, finished 180th, which is not so hot. So my team did terribly. You guys. Your average finish was 47.6, or actually it was 47.6666666666. Sure. Into infinity, Mm -hmm. or however that goes. I'm not great at math. Um, And my average finish was 115th. So it's lucky we're playing for just straight-up wins, and we're not doing, like, a season-long percentage (laughs) type thing, because otherwise I would have dug myself a really big hole. Yeah, it's only one nothing right now, and... Of course, we've got, you know, quite a bit more events to go. So coming up next week, you get your chance to tie it up. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I hope I can have some Texas mojo. (laughs) So what else has been going on? Let's see. Next thing I've got, we were supposed to have the FOW tour list come out today. Um, Yeah. Do you have the list? Do you happen to have the list in front of you? I know it's going to be on the website soon. I don't have the list in front of me, no. Sorry. All right. I don't have it in front of me either. Okay. But yeah, it will be out on the website. Should be today, Wednesday. That's when we're recording yeah, this so podcast. You'll, so. you'll see it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because this is going to come out 
on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people will see the list tomorrow. I think it's kind of a, I think it's a impressive field list. I think it's cool to look at some of the new names that are coming in. We've got some new names who are really good, proven fishermen. We've got obviously plenty of old names coming back. And I don't know. I, when I've looked at it, I've been like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, we did working on the fantasy fishing stuff, getting mm-hmm. to see that. I think it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't be like, yeah, you know, this guy's joining up and stuff. Like, of course, I do remember those guys. I don't want to call them out by name, though, specifically. Not yet without them in fr- without the uh, entire field list in front of me. Yeah, I agree. So. But let's just say the field list is going to be out. Yeah, check you it should, out. You should go look at it because it's a, it's a fun read, I think. You'll see some mm-hmm. big names that you recognize uh, from the past. You'll see some new guys. It's going to be a good season, I think. Agreed. Um. The next couple of things that I've got are some uh, some sponsor type news. Would you like to talk about talk a little bit about that? Or okay, we well yeah, the first one we'll get into is uh, we talked about him last week. We heard the great story with Cody Meyer, who was on the podcast telling the story of uh, him pre fishing for the last year's Forestwood Cup on the Red River with co angler Jason Johnson. Uh, co angler Jason Johnson put out a uh, little press release or story. It was a story on the website, basically touting his two new sponsors, uh, Luxair Heating and Cooling and John Meagle Chevrolet. So, uh, f- you know, two key sponsors for the Georgia Pro are for the Georgia Co-Angler, who's looking to turn pro within the next few seasons. So, Yeah, I thought that was great. In my mind, it really, more than anything, shows that he's got his act together enough to get something like that written, um, Yeah, have the relationship with those sponsors. I thought that was cool. Definitely. Also... I've been learning how to, well, I'm not using Photoshop. I'm using a free thing I found online. <laughs> I saw but your tweeted picture. I've, I made a, a lovely Jason Johnson uh, Viking Photoshop, which I think is prime. How to Train Your Dragon provided the, I think the Viking in question. The, the Viking needs to look meaner or more mean. Well, you know what? I know there are some scenes from the movie where he looks pretty mean. <laughs> so if I can maybe go pull out one of those scenes, work a little more Photoshop. And I realize this was a, a first first effort at it. So yeah, I'm not good at this yet, but I'm really I'm looking forward to getting better at it because <laughs> it's kind of fun. But anyhow, so you should go on Twitter. Probably go to Jason Johnson's Twitter at Lanier Bass. Yeah, a lovely photo of. His face superimposed <laughs> over a Viking will appear. And tell him congratulations on the two new sponsors as well. For sure. Uh, Clint Davis signed with Mr. Twister, which I think is kind of cool because, honestly, I didn't really know they made bass fishing stuff. Honestly, me, made... me neither. I mean, I use, their, uh, you know, I use their baits for crappie fishing all the time. So to see them enter into the bass market and have an angler of the quality of Clint Davis, I mean, he was Rookie of the Year just two years ago. He's a stick. Yeah, I mean, I knew they made some, like, grubs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. They made some random stuff for species that I don't fish for and thus was not yeah. interested in the stuff. Thus, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And then they made, you know, they make some saltwater stuff. But I went on, they do make some pretty legitimate-looking bass fishing baits. And if that press release is any indication, they're going to have some more stuff coming out which is going to be sort of bass centric which i think is cool we know clint's a really good fisherman i mean it'd be neat if he could help raise their profile a little bit absolutely i think it's a great fit 
Yeah, I really do. Um, and I think it'd be, it's always cool to see another company come out with some bass fishing stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. Um, do you want to talk about the FLW member giveaway? Yeah. Uh, this is something that needs to be talked about because not enough FLW members are taking advantage of this. Every month on FLWoutdoors.com, we have a member giveaway where we give away you know many different prizes. What's that? It depends month to month. Yeah. Every month there's different prizes. This month we're giving away a Minn Kota Talon shallow water anchor. I mean this thing is valued between $1,800 and $2,000. It's the 12-footer too. Yeah. It's the big one. This thing... I've actually been in a boat with one of them. It's crazy. I mean, it is... It's amazing to be able to just anchor in 12 feet of water. It's really it's really insane. Uh, everybody who's used a power pole, who used a talon, knows how great those are. But to be able to go down 12 feet is crazy. And, I mean, look, if you already have some on your talons or power poles on your boat, maybe you don't want... You know, maybe... Maybe you sell one. Maybe you sell this if you win it. But if you don't, I mean, my next list, you know, if in the my order of things that I would want on my boat, because I fish, you know, up north. First, I want good sonar. Then I would want power poles slash talons. I would want that. So they're really they're obviously a great feature to put on a boat everybody knows that i think it's really cool that you can win that i mean that's a legit giveaway definitely and that's not the only thing i mean we're giving away gift cards um you know bait and tackle packages typhoon sunglasses z-man fishing packages and we're giving the stuff away every month and it's free all you have to do is just go to the website and if you're an flw member just register for the monthly giveaway and if you're not an flw member join because it's like 15 bucks a year you get the magazine you get all these perks and it's it's a sweet promotion that not enough people are taking advantage of so if you're an flw member and you haven't signed up what are you waiting for check it out you can find it on our website up on uh, the top there's a membership tab click on that there'll be a monthly member giveaway just click there sign up and uh win a two thousand dollar talent so yeah that's pretty cool definitely Um, check it out what else do you want to talk about? I've got one more thing on the list, and then I've got two things with question marks. So, <laughs> well, let's talk we can, about we can everything. See how well we're prepared we are. I don't know anything about this new Instagram news. What's going on there? Okay, this so, is the first I've heard of it as well. Well, you were out sick yesterday, which means you missed a bunch of meetings. Okay. Um, so, as you know, FLW's on Instagram mm-hmm. at FLW Fishing. You can find us there. Um, apparently, I'm going to be curating and doing the instagram profile in the future and i'm supposed to talk about it on the podcast now to do a little cross promotion type stuff okay so uh, what are your plans with it what would you like to do what would you like to see happen with it well i don't have any plans yet i'm okay. gonna have some plans on friday i'm gonna talk a little bit more about that with julie um and figure some things out i'm pretty i'm pretty excited though because i just really like instagram it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite social networks i know you're not so much an instagram guy but I like it. I like the ability to put and to put up really good photos, see really good photos, that kind of thing. So I'm all for it. I'm kind of excited to try that. We have a pretty substantial following on Instagram as well, right? Do you have any like? Is that what they're called? Followers or likes or I, I what believe, is it on Instagram? Any idea? No, it's it's followers okay. or following. Yeah. And the, any plans on integrating? Like, don't they have a new video feature similar to what? vine is they do have videos uh they're a lot longer than vine okay um i don't know i don't necessarily know how long i know you can do like maybe 
30 seconds maybe. Okay. Maybe even longer than that. Um, Do you plan on using that at all, or are you not sure yet? I'm not really great at video type stuff. I'm not... I would say I'd more lean toward not using it than using it. Okay. wouldn't say no to it, though, if that makes sense. I'd want to I'd get better at it before I... Sure. I want to test. I want to test out my uh, Instagram videoing skills on other people before I test it out <laughs> on people who decide to follow the FLW Instagram account. If that makes sense. Either way, I mean, it's more responsibility for you, which I think is a good thing. I think uh, you're very social media savvy, and I I look forward to uh, seeing what you can come up with. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Joe. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Chevy? Hey, when, when does that start? I mean, have you taken over today? Anything going up today? Is that you posting? Or when are you taking over, officially? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is the, is the short answer. Uh, Soon. Yeah, I'd say probably next week is when things that go up on Instagram will be things that Jody put up. Okay. What, it would be my So guess. definitely by the time the FLW Tour rolls around, it's going to be your For sure. Okay. And I can say this much. I'm going to be working with the Circuit Breaker crew during the FLW Tour events. Okay. So some of what Instagram is going to be, not all obviously, but some of it will definitely feature some behind-the-scenes making of Circuit Breaker type photos because I'll be I'll have that access. I'll be doing that. That'll be an aspect of what I do. Do we have any Circuit Breaker news for our listeners? I well, know. I, what did I miss anything in the meetings yesterday? I know that there's been some ideas tossed around. I know nothing has been really finalized yet. Basically, we do know that there will be a season two, right? We know that much. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a season two. I'm pretty sure we know who the anglers are. I'm just not sure that I can say out loud. Okay, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, we can give us give our listeners a little teaser here. Over the next few weeks, I think it'll it be will... less than the next few weeks. I okay. Think, I think we'll know. I think we'll know pretty soon how Circuit Breaker is going to okay. shake out. Cool. One little hint that you just gave out there that the people may have got anglers was, was instead of anglers. Plural, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So there's something. Okay. You guys jump on that. <laughs> yeah. Try and figure it out. Jody's breaking news here. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, congratulations to Chevy Silverado. They won the North American Truck of the Year real quick. We just got to, you know, give them a congrats. They've obviously been a great sponsor here at FLW for many, many years, and it's the best truck in the world. Yeah, the 2014 Silverado has won, like, seven bazillion awards so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I was in the market for a new vehicle as opposed to a new-to-me vehicle <laughs> uh, because certainly I'd consider it. But, yeah, it seems it seems like a sweet truck. I like how they look. Uh, I'm all for it. Yep. Did you notice the photo they used where they were backing the, where they were backing the Ranger into the lake? No, I didn't see that. All right. Well, there's a photo. I know it's up on... I know Chevy's used it a couple times. We've used it a couple times. I think it's even on the back of the FLW magazine, which I just got in the mail yesterday. Uh, I wonder how long it took them to leave the boat there and get rid of all the ripples. Because it's just sitting there. <laughs> They're not, like, actually backing it in. It's just been there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes waiting for it to get perfectly still. Yeah, Unless there's I'm, some Photoshop right magic now, there. And and the lake is glass. There's absolutely no ripples anywhere. So, Yeah, which I just I just thought that was funny. I was like, well, are you going to put the boat in and go fish or not? Are you just going <laughs> to sit there and take a photo? So I thought that was kind of funny. I like looking at... I don't know if... It's not a goof-up in advertising. because no, it's, it's supposed to be like that. They want it to be 
the truck and then tranquil mm-hmm. wild around it. But the truck I just does thought, look pretty sweet. It's a pretty sweet looking truck. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of cool. Like, I wonder how long they needed to wait to get it just right. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe there's. Maybe I need to learn Photoshop a little bit more. <laughs> so you can see the North American Truck of the Year on the 2014 FLW Tour. Of course, all of the Chevy Pros will be driving them. Larry Nixon, Jay Yellis, Dion Hibden, Anthony Gagliardi, Luke Clausen, Brian Thrift, and Jimmy Houston. So any questions, come on out to an FLW Tour event and check them out because it's a, it's a badass ride. Man, I might have to bleep that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> No, I probably I probably won't. Although I did superimpose a Chris Jones wow over you last time. Okay, yeah. So maybe I'll do that again. It happens. But hey, what are we gonna do? It's the bad um, boy in me. What can I say? Yeah. So yeah, there's one other thing on the list, and there's a question mark behind it, and I do want to talk about it. The 16 pounder that this kid caught from the bank. All right, cause see, I don't want to talk about it. Here's why. Okay. Sometimes I get moody where. I hate other people who are catching fish because <laughs> I'm not actually out there catching fish. Like, it's snowing, and I see this news come out. Somebody caught a 16-pounder. He's like, oh, I don't mean to brag, which he meant to – oh, he didn't mean to sound cocky. He meant to sound cocky, let's be honest. Um, I can catch five or six-pounders all day. I just wanted to, you know, try and catch this big – I mean, I, <laughs> I'm just – I want to go fishing. I was like, all right, great, you caught a 16-pounder, get out of – I don't know. <laughs> Do you, can you just give me a rundown of the brief details? I mean, I heard about it, and I heard it was out in California, but, I mean, do you know what lake it was on? What was he using? Like, where did this happen? Uh, I don't know the lake. I think it was out, I think it was around San Diego. Okay. Which, if it's around San Diego, then a lot of those little lakes around there are lakes that get trout stocked into them. They're legendary for some of the big bass they can produce. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dottie came out of one of them, uh, stuff like that. There are, you know, there's some huge fish down there. And he caught it on a big Huddleston swim bait. So there's that. Although, I don't know this guy's name, so maybe I should look that up. And again, (laughs) I was so mad at him, I didn't want to know his name. I was just like, come on, why are these people catching fish? Yeah, I heard the rumblings. (laughs) Just a 16-pounder offshore? What? Yeah, some of those lakes... The access is very limited, so you're either fishing offshore or, like, maybe in a rented-type boat. It I, it varies a lot, I think. It's something I'd like to go out and try and do to try and catch really big fish sure. out west because there are some giants in California. Yeah. It look, looks like a fun time, that's for sure. Anyhow. Well, with that being said, should we get Brian in here, talk some fantasy fishing, go through all these changes? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Okay. And now we're joined by Brian Lindbergh, FLW graphics extraordinaire. Graphic guru. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy fishing. We're going to talk a little bit about Brian, uh, maybe a little bit about some other stuff. One brief note, we've got Brian actually in the office with us. We're working off two mics. Brian and I are sharing a mic. We've moved some things around. So oh, that's cute. I apologize if... Uh, we have some sound issues here. Hopefully, we've got everything figured out where it works well. I think it'll work. So, Brian, what's going on? Thanks Not for coming much. on. Uh, thanks for having me over. Uh, it's good to uh, good to share my knowledge of graphics <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm probably unhelpable in that in that realm. It's hey, you're learning Photoshop, right? You were just talking about it before. You well, got the new program. 
I am, but it's going slowly. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I've made any great achievements on that front. Um, but Brian, can you talk a little bit about what you've done with FLW? Uh, I think you took the cover photo of Randall Tharp after you've, the Force yeah, Cup. You've been around year, right? here for a while. You've I done, think. You've I did. Been, yeah. Um, well, let's see. I, I started at FLW in 2006. I was transplanted from Minnesota to Atlanta to Kentucky, where I spent uh, seven, six, seven years in the Kentucky office, uh, working primarily as the uh, creative director for the magazine. Um, began shooting more and more photography as the years went on, uh, more or less just to fill a void. Uh, we were understaffed at the time. We've, we felt like you know anything that we could do to uh, increase our productivity at a tournament, we would do it. So I started uh, yeah, shooting, shooting covers and and all kinds of other stuff. So been involved with the fishing industry uh, about 20 years now, so I'm getting to feel pretty old. <laughs> okay. And then how do you end up back up here? Because I know I got that story from you while we were walleye fishing over the summer. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was real important to me to get back to my family and friends up here in Minnesota. And I kind of missed ice fishing and, and the snow. and So I actually quit FLW. That's right, Jody. And Believe it or not, people like ice fishing up here. Crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went to work for six months in an ad agency in St. Paul, which got me north. And then, uh, lo and behold, I got uh, a phone call one day and was invited back to come back with FLW. So I've uh, been doing that ever since. What are your day-to-day duties here in the Minneapolis office? You know, they fluctuate every day from uh, designing Facebook graphics to designing ads for the Internet uh, to print ads to... Uh, media guides, things like that, which we're just starting to work on now for 2014 season. We're getting ready for Okeechobee, so we're, we're getting all of our poster graphics and things like that ready, and really just to create a, uh, a look and feel for FLW in itself and, you know, to create marketing materials for us for that purpose, basically. But yeah, they, the uh, duties change every single day, uh, which makes it an interesting work day. Okay, fair enough. What's uh, been like the fav- your favorite project you've worked on, or I don't know, maybe a favorite moment from a tournament? Because so, you've been here, you know, long enough where you've had a lot of cool experiences, I imagine. Yeah, um, you know, as far as from a, from a tournament standpoint, it was probably uh, 2007 Forest Wood Cup, uh, Scott Suggs winning the million dollars. That was my first Forest Wood Cup uh, as a as I shot, wow. you know, in, in photography. So that was a huge moment, you know, and it was such a big show uh, there in Arkansas and Hot Springs. So I, I would say that tournament really kind of locked me into, you know, understanding how big this really is. So one of the things that we know about you around the office here is you're an avid fantasy sports player. As a matter of fact, I believe it was you and Jody in the uh, FLW fantasy football title game, correct? No, it was just me and uh, not Brian in the title game. Uh, no? Yeah, uh, Brian, well, you went far. You were in the playoffs, right? I, I was in the playoffs. I had a pretty good team, and uh, unfortunately, I managed my team poorly in one week and ended up losing. Uh, I actually was the winner of the consolation round, but uh, okay. Jody here was our overall champion. Yeah, beginner's luck. I was in last place, so I, <laughs> although I love to play fantasy sports. Great job. <laughs> I maybe need to work on a little bit, but... Some big changes coming uh, this year for FLW Fantasy Fishing, and that's the reason we actually have you in to talk about it. Uh, 
can you run down a little bit, maybe uh, some of the big changes that have been going on this year that, that are going to be implemented? Well, sure. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things I, I think that makes just the world of difference is having the salary cap of uh, $200. And really what that's going to do is, is you're going to have a value based on uh, past experiences of anglers at tournaments. Uh, just for example, Randall Tharp is going to be worth more at Okeechobee than, let's say, um, you know, uh, a Dan Moorhead who is going to be higher on that scale on a... TV, a reservoir, you know, sure. Kentucky Lake, things like that. So that's one of the key things for me is in yeah. really in choosing your team. It's you know, there's going to be a, a lot more strategy, a lot more thought process going through it. So it's going to open it up, I think, to a lot more anglers. I mean, instead of just everybody picking the same 10, 15 guys that we know are dominant on Okeechobee, well, with this new salary cap, you're not going to be able to necessarily pick the, all of those guys because. You know, everybody's going to be picking those guys. So you're going to have to look for the mid-level values of guys who maybe you necessarily wouldn't have picked before but are too good of a value at a you know, $10 salary where you can't pass them up. Jody, what do you think about it? Yeah, well, I really like it because I, I, I like adding complexity to my fantasy sports. You know, the baseball leagues I play in, I play in like, I don't know, <laughs> 12 or 14 team leagues. With I play in one league that has a 40-man roster. So I wow. like the added complexity. I like the fact that you're going to be able to juggle the values. I think, and it's not. It's going to mean that you're almost certainly not going to ride the same team all year long. Definitely. In the past, it was a pretty defensible strategy strategy to just take the top ten guys. Yeah. To take Thrift, Ayler, Dudley. You know, exactly, everybody had those exactly, guys on their team, to take and then would leave them there for the year and so. just ride the season out with them, which is great if you can do that, but now I think we're going to force people to take some of those guys. I mean, if you're a big Christie fan, or if you're a big Brent Ayler fan, or if you're a big Brian Thrift fan, you're going to be able to go ahead and take that guy, keep him the whole Mm -hmm. season if you want to. Recognizing his value might change a little bit, but then you'll have to fill out around it. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, too, I think you're going to see a lot more hometown heroes uh, in the mix as far as being being on people's teams, you know, the the Michael Neals of the world that that are maybe a lower dollar dollar value, but you know they're still going to have those one or two events where you just kind of have a feeling they're just going to blow up. You know, definitely another one of the big changes this year that uh, thrilled to announce is it's going to be free to play for everybody again. I know the last few years we switched over to where it was a members only perk, and uh, this year we've opened it back up to everybody, and it's going to uh, increase the increase the amount of players and. Uh, it's going to increase the amount of players. So. Yes, it will, Joe. <laughs> I, th- I think so. I'm sick. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, I, I like that it's going to be free. You know, in the past, my dad hasn't played FLW Fantasy Fishing with me. Uh, he's going to play it with me this year. Well, I imagine he's going to play it with me. I like, I like that it's free because you don't have to have a super avid FLW fan there to play you can just get your neighbor who maybe likes fantasy sports wants a little bit of introduction to it maybe he's going to like it but doesn't necessarily know a lot about fishing or something like that so Mm -hmm. i think that's a i think that's a cool added perk yeah definitely now that now that we can uh, you know add your buddies to to a list and get a get a a group together to kind of compete against each other and not have to press some guys to to have to pay for something that they'd never use you know as far as membership goes because they don't fish tournaments or things like that but 
Yeah, I agree. It's it's great. And Joey, you mentioned uh, this league of ten of, ten of more active players. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, Strike King kicked in, and uh, for any league out there, any fantasy fishing league that has ten or more active players uh, for each event, the winner of that league will win a, a free crankbait for every event. So I mean, if you get nine buddies together and you guys form a fantasy fishing league and you play it throughout the year. Seven of you are going to win crankbaits from the seven events for the six Walmart FLW Tour events, as well as the Forestwood Cup. So thanks to Striking for that. And, yeah, I mean, free crankbaits just for, for playing this free game. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I think on that subject, Joe, you've been a little more intimately involved with how the prizes and stuff like that break down. But the whole prize structure changed this year, so it's not just a year-end thing. It's a season-long prize giveaway type deal where... People are going to be amping up for every single tournament, even if you bombed early on. Can you talk a little bit about that, why we're doing that, that sort of thing? Definitely. That was one of my biggest gripes about fantasy fishing last year was only 10 people got prizes. I mean, they were massive prizes. They were, I mean, some guy in Texas won $100,000 for playing fantasy fishing. However, if you came in an event or two late and missed out on those first couple events, you were basically out of the running. So... This year we've changed all that, and uh, you know, for each event now there's separate prizes. For the winner of each of the six of the seven Walmart FLW Tour events, we'll get five thousand uh, dollars. We pay down to fifty people, so I mean, and, and it's not all cash. There's FLW gift cards, there's hats, there's bait packs, there's lots of different prizes. But fifty people for each event are going to be winning prizes. So seven events—that's three hundred and fifty different prizes that are going to be going out. So the op- there's way more prizes and there's way more strategy. Also, there's the cumulative team of the year prize where someone's going to win 10 grand. That's the big prize, you know. If you score the most points over those seven events, $10,000 to the winner is is the big prize. So Yeah, and that one, you're going to have to be really good all season long to, to win that. <laughs> yeah, my problem, you know, is usually I forget one tournament and I forget to turn in my roster. So, uh... That's one of, one of the things I like about the individual per event. Uh, yeah, with the old format, is. if you miss one, you're kind of screwed. But with yeah. this new one, I mean, you're right back in the thick of things. So. Yep. Yeah, I usually wouldn't miss one. I would just bomb because I'm pretty bad <laughs> at fantasy fishing. <laughs> so, Brian, are you ready for Okeechobee? I am. Yeah, uh, we're just, we're just over up. three weeks away now. You know, uh, we've had a brutal winter this year so it'll be nice to at least see some above 50 degree weather i don't care if it's 75 and sunny <laughs> uh, i just want to put a pair of shorts on so i hear you do you uh, have any predictions for the uh, first event of the year any uh, guesses at maybe w- what the weights are going to be or well I, you know i still think you're going to see that that one big two big bag day from somebody out there uh i don't necessarily you know it's going to take probably 25 pounds a day you know, to win this thing. Uh, now, granted, the uh, Rayovac series event that's going on or that went on last weekend didn't produce as big a ways, but it's still a little bit early. You know, the, the spawn is going to be starting here, I, I think, in Okeechobee probably, what, February? Yeah, well, they've got a full moon right now. I know some fish were on beds. I mean, I think that, I think as long as we have good warm weather, the fishing should right. be really good. Right. So, uh, as far as the prediction goes, you know, I think I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking towards you know Scott Martin, Randall Tharp is going to be in the mix. Uh, you know, obviously Scott Martin's a local favorite. Jody, what about what about you? What do you think? 
Uh, you know, weight-wise, I don't know. I think I like the 25 pounds a day thing. I, I mean, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd love 100 to see 100 pounds. pounds. I, always, I always root for that, and I always tend to guess high for my tournament weights. So I'm all over it being a being a hundred pound a, di- a hundred pound tournament. As far as who wins, I don't know. I mean, I would I want to pick Tharp. At the same time, I have just this tiny little reserve in that he just won the Forestwood Cup. He hasn't really fished a whole lot this off season. Some of these guys have been down on Okeechobee for the Everstart, for for the Rayovac, for a couple of BFLs. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm thinking that Tharp, he's a good pick, but I just don't know if I want to pick him. Do you know what I? Do you know what I mean? So I guess if I if I'm not if I decide not to pick Tharp, um, I think JT Kenny could be due. He's been on the lake a lot. He's good down there. He hasn't won a tour event in a little while, or I don't know if he's ever won a tour event, but I think... He, he won Okeechobee he won back the, his, his first event that he ever fished. I you're believe. right. He's, yeah. There's a couple of people whose first tour events, mm-hmm. they've won Okeechobee. So yeah, I think I think JT Kenny could be my could be my pick. I like that pick. I'm going to go with Brandon McMillan. I mean, he's my guy. Go. I picked him for the Railvac Rumble last week. He's always strong down there, and uh, of course he's fishing the tour this year for the second his sophomore season, so... That that'll be my pick, Brandon. Yeah, McMillan. I think I think that's a pretty, he's going to be the anchor on my fantasy fishing team, I believe. All right, I can I can understand that you're not going to try and own Tharp on your fantasy. Fishing Maybe team. I'll take both. You can Stars and scrubs. That's a strategy, right? <laughs> so, Joe, you've seen these values for the Okeechobee event, which they're already set. Do you have any particular guys that stuck out to you as being good picks at good values for your team? That I know Definitely. it's early. You haven't built a team yet. You probably haven't even giving it too much thought as to who your 10 are going to be. But do you have a couple guys who stick out to you as, I want to own him, I think he's at a good price? Well, I mean, obviously with the new salary cap, the, the bigger names have the bigger salaries. You know, Randall Tharp, $58. Brandon McMillan, Brandon McMillan excuse me, 56 But the, thing, the names that really stick out to me are at that $27 level. I don't know why, but there's four or five anglers at that $27 level that I really, really like. Uh, Adrian Avina, he top 10 at Okeechobee last year. Casey Martin, he top 10 at Okeechobee last year. Michael Neal, also a top 10 at Okeechobee last year. Stetson Blaylock finished second in the FLW Angler of the Year rankings. Like, all four of those guys are valued at $27, and I think they're a little undervalued. I mean, you're you're getting a lot of value having those guys on your team, and... Uh, in my pundits picks that I'll be making for fantasyfishing.com, all four of those guys are going to be on my team. See, the guy that really strikes me out of that bunch is Stetson Blaylock because I feel like you're. I know he doesn't necessarily have the history on Okeechobee mm-hmm. that says he's a dominant angler on Okeechobee, and I don't even know how his top ten situation on Okeechobee is, like those other guys. But he has like he has a track record of just. Excellent yeah. finishes in the AOI. He's know, just he's, so consistent. I don't have to worry about him finishing over in in a hundredth place. You know, I know that he's gonna make top fifty and get a check. Well, you know, I thought that about Brian Thrift, and then look <laughs> what happened and the Rayovac. But I understand what you're saying. I feel like that guy. It's almost what a guaranteed, maybe not top thirty, but it feels like about as close to guarantees you can get for under thirty bucks, which I. 
I think that's a really enticing pick. Definitely. Check out that $27 range. That's my tip for uh, podcast listeners. All right. Well, (laughs) I'll be sure to take a look. So, Brian, let's go ahead, transition away from fantasy fishing, because we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this some more, build rosters in the future. Um, You're a pretty avid sportsman. You... You know, you fish for a lot of stuff. How's your... He moved back home for ice fishing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Which is just crazy, by the way. Um, But how's your your season been going? You know, we had some awesome weather last weekend. Did you get out? We've had kind of a weird winter. Yeah, I did. You know, I did. And and, uh, I actually had my auger break down on on Sunday. So it was a little bit tough fishing. We got a few fish. But, you know, overall this year, uh, there has been really bad ice up north. So it's been really hard to to be mobile and get around. But... um, now explain what bad ice is to the, some of these Southerners who maybe sure. don't understand what that or is, or have never seen it yeah. except in a cup. Well, what happens? <laughs> what happens early in the season when when the ice starts, you know, the lakes start creating ice. If it doesn't build enough ice before it gets a heavy snowfall, what what will tend to happen is the water will rise above the ice and it creates a slush, and that slush will actually stay in a slush form. It will not freeze unless it gets extremely cold, which we had this year. But by then, it creates what basically a crust layer and then it will create a slush layer and then it'll create more ice mm-hmm. on top of that and basically you can't drive on it you get stuck in four-wheelers you can snowmobile across it but then yeah it's just it just creates a lot of really bad headaches trying to move around on the ice and be mobile so that's been an issue this year unless you can walk around things like that but uh yeah it's been uh, you know it's kind of winding down here as far as the walleyes go and things like that. The panfish are still biting, but it's been tough. And it's kind of in the midwinter doldrums, if you if you can imagine that. And uh, what will happen now is, you know, the ice has been on the lake so long that the oxygen levels are starting to get low, and the fish are just not wanting to eat. You know, they're getting lazy. They're, they, they're almost like they've, they've got cabin fever, you know, or the opposite of cabin fever. They're sitting in the house going, I don't really want to get up and do anything. I don't want to cook. I don't want to, you know do anything i don't want to eat so now as, as the ice starts melting the, the fish are the fishing's going to pick up a little bit and march is one of my favorite times to fish especially up on lake of the woods and areas like that where the walleye is just for whatever reason march in, in lake of the woods is just phenomenal fishing so they're not bass but they're uh, <laughs> they're a lot of fun to catch there's something to bend a rod for sure that's right you know at that point in the season you need to right yep yep you know Kentucky Lake and and being I'm, I do miss a couple of the tournaments that were down at Kentucky Lake so uh, I might have to go down there for Easter this year to fish the uh, the Big Jetta Marine tournament. I know all the staff members, tournament directors down there fish it and they they kind of host bragging rights for the FLW crew. So maybe uh, <laughs> maybe uh, we'll have to go down there and challenge them. I'd be all for that. <laughs> I I will need a break. I already I already need a break. I'm I'm so excited to get out of this weather to go south and. You know, anytime I can wet a line. Wears right, on you. I That's guess we're it. calling out Bill Taylor and the rest of the crew. That <laughs> yeah. right, right here on the challenge on the has been laid down for the Jetta tournament. Yeah, I don't know. My history on Kentucky Lake's pretty bad. If it was a sheep's head tournament, which some people down there call drum, um, then <laughs> I'd probably do really well. But boy, that uh, lake, as far as me catching bass on it, has been mostly miss. Yeah, I've, I've won a couple of Tuesday night dog fights there against uh, the likes of Bill Taylor and even Terry Bolton at one point, but... Uh, 
Name dropping. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> those guys once or twice. Yeah. yeah, if you beat Terry Bolton on Kentucky Lake, I'd be bragging too. Yeah, my, so. well, my partner was always Alan Gray, the, one of the tournament directors too, so uh, we made a pretty good team there for one year. We had uh, we had something like three wins and we had won the championship though. So nice. We had a good little run down there. Well, we'll see how it goes. Bill Taylor's a good stick. I, I don't know Definitely. if I've ever seen anybody better on Kentucky Lake. He owns, a, I don't know exactly what they are, but he has quite a few, like, BFL records, like, especially yeah. in some of those, you know, divi- those certain divisions. He actually owns owns a record, and I, I believe it still stands today, is, is the most uh, most tournament wins is the Redman series, uh, back in the day when it was Redman. It was back mm-hmm. in the 70s, early 80s, but uh, I've had the opportunity to fish with Bill quite a few times, and I've never seen anybody as methodical and, and so good with a jig as he is. Um, you know, fishing behind him, he would absolutely. You know, he would get mad if if somebody behind him caught a fish on a jig, because he <laughs> felt like he should get every single fish. And uh, he is he's a master at it. So I learned a lot of just from jig fishing behind Bill. Well, to be fair, they were probably just swimming up from the back of the boat yeah. as opposed to swimming from the front. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have caught them. Right? Probably, probably. <laughs> well, the challenge has been laid down. I know Bill listens. He's been a, a guest previously, so. Uh... Challenge has been laid down, Bill. Kentucky Lake, we're coming. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back off here. I, Jody and Brian want a piece of you. I want to I come fish. I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's going to go well for me. Bill can teach you about that booza bug. That's his go-to. The booza bug. Yeah. Yeah. He got me turned on to those. That's his go-to. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, I would love to go. I mean, there's, I like that lake a lot. It's, it is a really cool lake, so... I'm glad we're going there this season on tour. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, do you guys have anything else, or do you want to wrap this thing up? I yeah. Know. Well, thanks a lot for having me, guys. So it's been fun. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll have you again soon. Sounds good. So, Joe, I thought it was great to have Brian on, just because I really like Brian. I like yeah, fishing with him. Guy. He's a fun guy. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything that stuck out to you about the interview, or do you want to just maybe recap your favorite thing about? fantasy fishing this year i know you were really involved with that uh yeah well basically fantasy fishing probably was my favorite thing about the interview except for the challenge to bill taylor that was that was pretty awesome but but fantasy fishing that, I'm pretty that was worried. cool you know lots of big changes we worked hard this year to uh change the game and make it better for everybody it's going to be free to play uh we've got a new salary cap system you know you're going to have to manage your 10 anglers, but keep it under the $200 salary cap. We're going to have prizes for each event. Cash, gift cards, hats, baits packs. 50 people for every event will be getting prizes. Uh, $10,000 cash for the cumulative fantasy fishing player of the year. Uh, Basically, just more strategy, more prizes, more fun. Glad you got the tagline in there. Yeah, we Uh, worked hard on that. I like the tagline. Glad you got to deliver it with some punch. (laughs) One thing I want to make sure, I want to, well, I don't know if you, you can go do whatever crazy thing you want, but I want to walk back any mention of Jody White and challenge Bill Taylor in the same sentence. (laughs) I just want to go fish. I'm not challenging anybody. not saying I can beat anybody because I probably can't. So, you know, I'm I'm staying far away from whatever feud you're trying to start, okay? Come on. You were on Brian's – you had Brian's back here. Brian was the one who laid the challenge down. You had his – you were having his back. Oh, I'm all about going down and fishing, going down and competing. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not laying anything on the line. Well, 
I put some money down, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm going to be. There successful. you go, Bill. No trash. Jody talk says at all you can here. take his money. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm willing to give it away because I like fishing. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I really want to say about that. Uh, Check it out, fantasyfishing.com. Yeah, it's going to be launching really, today. It's going to be really fun this year. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. You know, I've played fantasy fishing a lot in the past. This is definitely. I think going to be the most fun way to play it that I've ever seen. So I'm excited about that. Do we have a uh, a late breaking news sound clip for for during the pod well, when news happens during the pod? So I was dun, 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 dun. okay. I was going to make like some crashing noises with my <laughs> mouth, but I decided against that at the last second. So I'm glad you fell on the sword there. But yeah, strict. We uh, we sent out a press release, you know, somewhere mid-range of our podcast here we've got straight talk back for another yeah, year great which is news. really a great thing definitely scott canterbury and jt kenny of course have been straight talk anglers now for i believe three years this is going to be their fourth season yeah there's and, some of my uh, you can go on oh i was just gonna say you know it's just a testament to uh the success of our industry basically i mean they're they're, they're back for a fourth season and that's a great thing for sure you go ahead hit with the hard-hitting analysis what I was going to say is I really like the color boats that they use. <laughs> yeah. I think the straight talk in just all the chartreuse, or it's not really chartreuse. It's more maybe lime green. Yeah, I'd say like neon green. Neon all right, yellow. Well, let's, actual shade aside. I wonder what they call the color. I want to find out now. Maybe it's just yeah. called straight talk. <laughs> maybe that's the color going into the paint store. All right, could you mix me up a can of straight talk? I want to paint <laughs> yeah. my porch. I want straight talk yellow, please. <laughs> um, but anyhow, I really like their boats and how they look. I think they're really cool. I think it's it's nice to see a solid colored bass boat, which is so rare. Most bass boats, you know, they either got some stripes or they've got wraps with all sorts of things. Like Dave Lefebvre, he's got, you know, Tiger and all kinds of stuff going on in his boat. Or I, I really like how the straight talk boats are pretty much... You know, they've got the logo, but mostly they're just a lot of chartreuse, which I think is really cool looking. I love the story that uh, our boss, Chad, told us last year about, you know, the, for the stage boats that are on display at the Walmart Affiliate Tour events. Chad pulls around the straight talk boat for uh, Bill Taylor, and he'll pick it up in Kentucky, and he'll haul it down to Okeechobee or wherever we're headed for that tournament. And uh, he has to stop and get gas. So every time he stops and get gas, he's got this bright yellow straight talk boat, and he's got people running up to him, asking him for free baits and asking him fishing questions and stuff. And because uh, he's a pro angler, yeah, because he's a Cause pro he's angler. He's got the and, boat. <laughs> and if it was me, I'd totally be playing that up. I'd be like, yeah, I'm. Joe, oh, that's my, you know, I fish, I fish with FLW, but Chad's too modest, of course, and tells him, no, I'm just pulling it, and, but good story either way, and it's a, it's a great looking boat. Yeah, I think you would get found out, Joe. I think, I think someday you would come up, you would come upon somebody who would come over and say, oh, nice boat, and maybe they'd ask your name, but then they'd be like, well, wait a minute. You're not JT Kenny. You're not Scott Canterbury. Right. You don't talk like those guys. You don't look like those guys. <laughs> What's going on here? I think I think if you tried to be a professional angler without being one of those two guys, because they're pretty recognizable guys, especially if you throw them in at Jersey. JT Kenny's especially recognizable across all all walks of life, I'd say. But I just I, I just think eventually you would hit somebody who would call your bluff on that. I think you're right. 
I do. But I just want to drive the straight talk boat. Come on. Sharp looking rig. It is a sharp looking rig. It's great to have him back though. Fourth season. Great news. So Absolutely. Anything else going on this week? Um not that I know of. No? Uh, I'm probably All gonna right. go fishing this weekend. I'm really excited about that. So that'll be fun. We got a BFL on Saturday. You know, I know we talked about that earlier, but keep an eye out for that and I think that's really about it. I'm going to hammer some NyQuil and lay in bed and get better. Yeah, we need you to get well. We need yeah. you at full strength. Don't want you... Uh... Man, I was going to make the most inside-of-inside inside jokes. <laughs> we don't want you sick for the LCI. There you go, Mom, Dad, if you're listening. But, Joe, we so, don't... I have no idea what the LCI is, <laughs> Exactly. But but... I don't necessarily want to know, I guess. Well, I'll tell you later. But, okay. Joe, we don't want you sick for Okeechobee. Get well. All right, right, will do. We'll be back next week. We're going to have Kathy Fennell on talking uh, about some tour payouts this year, about the Railvac payout, the FLW tour payout, and uh, just previewing the 2014 season in general. Yeah, I'm sure you know we'll talk payouts, but also a bunch more stuff because Kathy's obviously super knowledgeable. Definitely. She runs, she runs it, basically. She's been here from the start, early well, yeah, 80s. Yeah, from, from before the yeah. start. Yeah, before the start. So. so, yeah, that should be a really interesting interview. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Where can uh, people find more about FLW? They can find us on Pinterest, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Jody White's on YouTube, on... Did I get everything? Yeah, I think so. At FLWoutdoors.com. You can find this podcast on iTunes if you want. Go sign up at FantasyFishing.com. It opens today. Free to play. Do it. Yeah. That, that it? I think we're That's done? That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Have a great week, guys.